Welcome back to For the Love of Stories Pack. Um, I'm excited to keep going. I still don't have a voice message. Someone send me a voice message. Or maybe I do, I actually have to check. Um, if I do and if I put in a voice message, then um, I forget what I just said. And so, yeah. So, again, if you're new to my channel and you haven't already listened to a few of the other episodes, which we have a bunch of other episodes that you need to listen to, uh, then you need to listen to them. Uh, and so, yeah, with all that, let's start the story. Deep down, hundreds of feet under the ground you now stand on. There is a maze of paths filled with a flowing river with magically floating boats moving around constantly. If you were ever to go to this area, you would be in so much horror that you would scream and run out before you even got around the first corner. When you arrive, you will begin to hear screaming, shrieks, bangings, awful noises. As you climb into a boat, you will notice the first cell. In the cell, someone will be strapped in, lying on their backs, with something dropping dry ice into their mouths. If you had survived the dry ice, you would now turn the corner to see the people hanging by their thumb toes from hot metal chains hanging straight over tubs of boiling water. And if they were to move, the, sh the metal chains would slowly move down. As you pass that, would pass execution cells in which giant boxes stood. You might even see something happening. Someone being forced into the boxes, someone pulling a lever, an explosion. The box might go pap, and when they opened it, it was smoking, but there was nothing left. And that's where you would pass a small prisoner cell. And inside, there sat a woman with brown curly hair. Her name was Georgina. She was a witch. And she lit and she sat in the cell she had been captured in. One of the travelers she had met earlier had squealed on her and had told the officials where she was. She sat in the cell. This cell was one of the worst of them all. It was the starve cell. No one would bring you food. You would just sit there, slowly starving, listening to the screams and the shouts and the banging from all the other cells as people were forced into horrible ways of torture. That's when a boat passed by. Georgina suddenly had an idea. From the folds of her cloak, she pulled out 
her ball of string. She took off the string, put it straight outside the cell door, and let go. The string began to unravel from the ball until it tied around the boat. Then she wrapped the rest of the string several times around around the the cell door. Then she put her hand up, pointed at the boat, and said, Go faster. The boat sped up about a mi- um, one mile per hour. Faster, she said again. The boat went faster. Faster, she said. And the boat had hit it a hundred miles per hour. It sped, spewing water everywhere. And then it stopped. The rope was straight now. There was an awful crunching noise. The sound of the rope slowly ripping. Crunch! Crunch! Slowly it crunched again. And then there was a smash and a bang. The door flew out and hit the door of the other starving shell. The man inside cowered as the whole wall came down. He was immediately covered in a mountain of stones. Georgina walked out and cut the rope on the speeding boat and sped. Water spewed everywhere. She could hear the sounds of officials running down the path, trying to find out what had just happened. They rounded the corner and saw her, but it was too late for them to do anything. She jumped up up the stairway into the lobby. Then she walked up the tower, the one to the south tower. Higher and higher she went. This climb was always a hard climb for her. She made it to the top, got out, and there and there was she was at the very top of it. She went through a window. Right next to the window was a ladder. She climbed the ladder and looked down at the view. She was thousands of feet high above the kingdom. If she was to make one false move, she would fall and die. So... Then she saw what she was looking for. It was a crow on top of the south tower. She tapped the crow once, and immediately her body began shrinking and turning black. Soon, it was the size of a feather. It was black. It was a feather. The pointy end stuck itself into the crow's body. It squawked. Then Georgina thought in her mind, the forest of the three moons. Swoop! The bird went. They flew faster and faster and faster and faster. Higher and higher and higher. Even as um, a f- feather, she could still have a lovely view of speeding towns, cities, villages. And then she saw it. The valley. The valleys were protected by giant stones. These giant stones went on and on. They opened in to the forest of the three moons. That's when the feather fell, falling faster and faster down until it turned back into the human body of Regina the Witch. She turned around, and there was someone waiting for her. Someone's face she knew very well. It was Mary. Georgina. She said, 
I bear you news. The soul crusher has sent me to give you your next clue. But we must move quickly, for you know the collectors sprout tonight. It was true. It was a full moon, and the collectors were not something Georgina wanted to deal with. She turned around to look back at Lauren and said, All right, what's the clue? Come back next time for the second part of The Three Collectors.